And just like that, we're live in the uh, in the studios. Woo! I want to thank Rush Limbaugh for inviting us to use his studio today. Very kind of him. And uh, thank you. This is a I'm big. I'm not going to steal anything. Like uh, I was planning on stealing something, but he's such a sweet guy. He's really nice, and I think it's generous. You know, a lot of people leave mints out on their desk. He leaves oxycotton, and that shit's kind of gotten passe, but he still has a, a, apparently a big supply. So I think it would oh, yeah. take, take a couple. Um, I, if, it tastes good too. Yeah, I wonder if he works with one of the gummy manu manufacturers to get that, uh, that black licorice flavor on there because that's uh, intriguing. Black licorice matters. That's what it says here <laughs> next to the licorice. <laughs> that's pretty, that's clever. Did you just think of that or have you been waiting months to drop the perfect line of the BLM. It's interesting because drop is the uh, word for licorice in Dutch. So I did drop the line. Wait, hold but, on, get the, uh, get the fuck out of here. Cause you know, we have the, the candies in the, in the movie theater that are drops that are basically licorice. Oh yeah, right. Those, those gummy yeah, drops. That's where they, it comes from. That's they where stick it comes from. the fuck out of your mouth. Oh it, yeah, they're terrible. They're all, yeah. Did we rob that from the Dutch or the Dutch take it from the uh, Regal Cinema? <laughs> I think as most things go, the Dutch took it from the, I think now bankrupt Regal Cinema. Is that right? Oh, we're really dating ourselves for maybe people in the future. Bankruptcy. Yeah, that's right. People in the future will know. But um, uh, yeah, no, but I'm just, I, I wasn't, I, I just see it right here on the desk. It's amazing. Like he has a, it says that on his, uh, on his licorice collection. Well, you know, he left the uh, studio today because tomorrow um, he is hosting the uh, world's uh, first ever and largest uh, radio rally uh, with Donald J. Trump. Oh, Donald Trump, nice. he's going to co-host. Somehow Rush got him to co-host with him. We are not at that level yet, but I'm hoping in the next few years, maybe we can get uh, Biden to uh, co-host with us. Um, or Anthony Weiner. Dude, he'd be a wonderful guest. And I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, just like our other guests, we're going to turn the photo option of Zoom off because... Um, Dick pics are very distracting uh, during the show. They're incredibly distracting. That was, what a great story, that guy. Oh my God. We could have an entire uh, Netflix miniseries just on us talking about <laughs> the, uh, the tangential spokes to this person, Mr. Wiener. <laughs> the uh, name alone is worthy of its own show. It's, it's so, it's so uh, yeah, it's, it's just so, uh, what is this? Uh, what is the word for it? It's not, is it ironic that it's, that's his name or it's, it's not exactly ironic. It's poetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's well, very, it's very, anyway. it's very 2020. Actually. He was a little ahead of his time. He um, was. Definitely. Let's go, let's go back a couple of uh, breaths. The Regal cinema, you know, you're, a, you're a big movie theater guy. Like you like going to the movies. Um, I do. What, what, I what is your feeling about like, is, is that, is that sad for you? Or are you sort of like whatever it's all going to be released directly to the home? Yeah, it's, I think it's sad, but I haven't completely uh, uh, thought about it enough. Like, I love the cinema, uh, but I have, I've only gone to the cinema twice since COVID here in the Netherlands. I saw a movie with uh, Shia Le LaBeouf, basically playing himself, uh, called uh, Honey Boy, and then a Hollywood film called uh, a Tenet. Uh, and I enjoyed both, but there was like, it was like, it wasn't fun anymore. Like there was this thing like, well, what's the advantage of being with a group of people in a room where you can just catch something. 
So it wasn't no, unfun, but it wasn't fun. So go back, go back to that for a second. Because that's what I've thought of. I go to the movie theater. Because when I'm outside, I don't even think about it. But when you go inside, it's like your mind changes. Was that in the back of your head as you sat there? Like, am I sitting here and possibly exposing myself to COVID in this stale air? No, not at all. But it was, it was, it was all around me, like from the, from the, you know, from walking in, from the, the distance between the seats, the, you know, they actually kept the social distancing pretty good in it. And, and again, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of getting COVID. It'll happen when it'll happen. But, uh, but there was just, you know, something missing in the fun. Like it's, it's just, it's just there. It's visually there. You see COVID uh, and how it affects you in just the way people are seated, the face masks, whatever. And then you're suddenly like, well, this is supposed to be relaxing. And I'm not, I, this isn't like a visual that I associate with something relaxing. Maybe if I was more Chinese or something, right? They're big on face masks in public places. You know, that, that, that's, re that, that's really not appropriate. I, I don't think we should be bringing up people's ethnicity and how it applies to yeah. anything, um, even if it is their virus that we're breathing. <laughs> do you think at least though that that people who enjoy uh cinematic masturbation are, are having a heyday uh, it's kind of a throwback to travis bickle in the the 1970s you know when i was growing up in uh in in israel uh, whoa, 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 whoa. They, no no countries dude small small nation i no i didn't say israel i said israel oh. i was just referring to <laughs> the country as very real and they uh, they had a uh, the only drive-in cinema was located by uh, a highway, and every Friday night they would show porn, and so you'd be <laughs> driving on the highway and seeing like like hardcore <laughs> pornography on the side of the highway. Are you kind of wonder, a yeah, seriously. Uh, first of all, it's on the Sabbath, you know. You'd, you'd think, <laughs> well, actually, it makes sense because if, if if on any night no Hasidic people are going to see the porn, it's that night because they're not supposed to drive. Uh, How so devastating would it be sense. for a, for a Hasidic person to like if they're walking <laughs> by with their kid and the kid happened to look up at the screen and see this like nineteen foot phallus? Is that yeah. <laughs> are they are they done? Like are they, does God kick them out of the coven? Are they? Um... Uh, yeah. Uh, what is the response? I'm sure I'm sure it's been asked. You know, Did people uh, like talk about it amongst amongst your friends? Like, oh, dude, where were you driving on? on Saturday night and, and saw that? <laughs> you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, in those days and, and you're of the same generation, it was like, you know, you'd get a, you'd get a tape from somewhere or whatever, but um, so somehow it wasn't a big deal, but I do remember how, how seemingly strange it was. And also how unsafe is it? You're driving in a car and you're seeing pornography. I mean, there must've been a lot of car accidents in that area. <laughs> a ton but you, and we're not even talking about think about the scale of what people are seeing like the body oh yeah it's would, massive would massive size and and then like i guess the extra thing have you, have you heard of pornography in a drive-in theater is that new to you this concept right it now it is I only, I only know it in the uh in, in the movie theater on on my phone my laptop my desktop my <laughs> my my, your app, my, pro your Apple my projector, watch. My, my Apple watch, my Android watch. Um, Alexa. Uh, yeah. And my neighbor's no, living I room mean... on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> no, but it's, it's so ridiculous because, like, you know what people are doing in the cars. I mean, you know what the people who are, who are there by themselves are doing, and you know what the people who are there with more than themselves are doing. It's just so obvious. 
what people are doing. And they're just in their cars. I mean, it's not like in a movie theater where there's like, I guess, some level of privacy because at least everyone's in the movie theater and they're mm-hmm. not outside. Like the world is looking upon these cars and they are a knock, they are uh, a rocking. Well, could you see the actual car or just the screen? Like were the cars no, shielded? No, they were... no, you, you would see a, 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 good, a good portion of the screen at a certain point in the highway. Because I think, the, as I think about it, just from a, a pragmatic standpoint, the car to me seems uh, better suited than the movie theater, um, both for other guests and for yourself. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I would think if I'm going to do that, I'm going to drive in. Now, I never understood why somebody would stay for the whole movie. Do they just drive in for five <laughs> minutes and, and leave? <laughs> That's so true. But this is us being spoiled by modern day uh, uh, internet pornography, I guess. In the olden days, can you remember like how that worked for you? Like, did you get a tape? And then you would probably watch the whole tape. Maybe not in one sitting, but you would watch it, right? I had a babysitter that was hard up for cash. So I would uh, get quarters out of my parents' change jar and she would just do things. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, uh, tape. It was definitely a VHS tape. And uh, there, was a, um, there was a trade, uh, like a... Um, like a trading system was going on in like, uh, I can't remember, it was sixth or seventh grade. And uh, oh, yeah. one, one, one of the kids like uh, found a stash in like his dad's uh, closet or some shit. And, um, and those became, they became like the original blockbuster. And he had, yeah. like a, he had like a rental policy and like different people would, would get from this guy. And um, yeah. I do remember putting it into my VCR for the first time and being like, yeah really feeling like I was doing something very, very yeah. Uh, yeah. illicit. Um, yeah. And it's, it, a, know. it's a very interesting feeling. Yeah. I remember uh, 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 we had like, I don't know why or how, like we never ordered it or got it, but we had pirated cable. You know, like, uh, do you remember that? Is that Was that a thing in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, I don't big even time. Know. Yeah, there was... Um, there were the scrambler was the was the common name given to the ah, um, right the the box that you hooked up from the um, coming into your TV that would actually like descramble the code and there were always different people making them and if you could get yeah. them for that cable company it was uh, it was pretty sweet yeah so for whatever reason and again like I don't I to the best of my knowledge no one ordered this in our house uh, uh, but but I found this illegal cable, which had uh, at one point pornography. And I remember like not being able to deal with exactly what you're talking about that first time and actually announcing to, the, to my mother as like a, an 11 year old or a 12 year old, I am now gonna watch pornography. And she did not allow me to do that. <laughs> that was the end of it. Wow, is that because you're so honest? I, I think it's I think it's exactly what you're describing. It's that moment when a, a child or a boy knows that they're doing something that is on the edge, and it's it, I guess it's the question of like do you do you proceed with it or you don't, uh, and and it, it it ties deeper into your personality. I don't know if it's about honesty. I think I was you know if I had to guess, I'd probably like I was. I was basically, the, the subtext was, you know, is it okay if I watch this? <laughs> and I found a comedic way of saying it because I probably knew that it was not okay. I think you just tapped into something even deeper. And 
it's uh, only appropriate. This is called, uh, you know, two Jews and a microphone. The bar mitzvah is the traditional time when, when Jews are supposed yeah. to become a man. I think this is it. I think exactly what we're talking about. And we can, we can allow all people. That's not, true. Not, not, That's just true the, not, just, not just the Jews to receive a you know, bar mitzvah certificate, perhaps from us. Because um, yeah. it, it's that moment that I think you, you just hit on that we're describing of like you're leaving childhood and it's like, oh my God, this thing in my pants is rising and uh, some liquid yeah. seeping out. Um, but then officially you're allowed to, I guess. I, I never had a bar mitzvah, but you know, from what I see, it's like now you're a man. So all of a sudden you have like one argument against uh, anyone who says otherwise. Is that, is that true in Israel? Once you've had your bar mitzvah, you're free to uh, masturbate at will? At will. Whenever you want, in public, people are doing it to this day. Do you think your parents withheld the bar mitzvah from you just so you wouldn't touch yourself to uh, erotica? Well, it didn't work for them. I mean, I've touched myself about 30,000 times since. <laughs> right. <laughs> you and Will Chamberlain have something in common. Almost. <laughs> Almost. That'd be cool if you ever met him. You're like, hey, Wilt. <laughs> Wilt is still, what's up, man? What's up? Dude, we both got 30,000. <laughs> so what if mine was with my hand? So what? So what? So what, Will? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, would you say that if you saw Wilt? Definitely. Come on! I would definitely say it. Oh, oh. you know what? I, I think I think our I think our guest has joined us. Oh, our guest is coming in. Great. Yes. Wow. Hi, hello, everybody. The, hello. The, 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 the world. The world is listening. Welcome. I appreciate being here. Uh, I didn't know there. I thought it'd be just you and I, Captain. I didn't know there'd be a third. Who's uh, the third? You want to introduce yourself, Shlomo? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Shlomo. I'm a friend of 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 uh, the bum. I understand you call him the bum. So I'll just call him the bum for this, uh, for this episode. I'd love to hear where that comes from. And uh, I live in the Netherlands and we know each other for, our, for, for the short time that I lived in Chicago many, many years ago. Okay. Uh, well, first it? of all, I, I've seen, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Arjun Robin, is that right? Or Ryan Robin? You trying to talk like Dutch? He's a soccer player for the Netherlands. The oh, Arian Robin. Yes, of course. Arian. So I guess I definitely player, yeah. said it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as for the bum, the bum is his nickname. Technically, his full name is the Don't fucking... Beep, 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 oh, beep. Really? No bad words? <laughs> no, I'm fucking kidding, man. Okay. <laughs> it's the fucking bum is his full name. The bum is kind of a, an abbreviated version. Okay. Um, why, do you call me, why, do you call me a, why do you call me a bum 25 years after we lived together? Almost Still, 30 years. Well, I once a slob, always a slob. I know I know you've got to still be just a ridiculous slob. Like the ultimate slob. <laughs> give some, exa give some, some examples. examples. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just, you know, you walk in, there's stuff everywhere. There's, uh, you've got food containers, you've got styrofoam, little trays that have probably been out a good three or four days minimum where where the bugs aren't even asking permission for, they know they can go right in because you know the bums had enough of it, and it, it's just a slob fest. And has it has it changed? Has it changed? I doubt it. Has it? Hey, hey, of course it's changed, man. You should see my desk right now. <laughs> I, 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 I got. <laughs> well, I think for the audience, 
that does not know the background of the rock star that they're listening to, uh, the host, well, the fucking bum, not, not the Netherlands, the fucking bum is and always will be a fucking bum. So you're literally the American dream. And I'll tell you why you're the American dream. You're, 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 you're a realtor. You're a realtor, correct? Perhaps, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, work, I, work, I work in real estate like your dearly beloved. Okay, so I have to congratulate you on being the epitome of the American dream. At the same, at the same time, the irony is absolutely astonishing, being that, that bums have no home. And here you are being a fucking bum in all your bumitude, and yet you're a bum that sells homes. That's the ultimate irony. It's the American dream. So a homeless type selling homes. So again, I congratulate you. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I do own a house that I live in, right? Well, it's a rumor. I don't know if we can see any evidence of that. <laughs> I do like camping. I do like sleeping outside. I do like uh, gravitating at different couches, but I have a, I have a house. Well, thank you uh, for that detailed description of uh, my bumness. <laughs> Bumitude. <laughs> when was the last time you saw each other? Uh, last year at the Gators played the Canes in my in uh, Orlando, I believe. Did I strike how did you? That, how was it? That was fantastic. Game was absolutely fantastic. We had, we had a great dinner. This is actually fairly interesting. We had a great dinner. And we all went to University of Florida together, or the overwhelming majority of the table went to University of Florida together. And we're all looking at each other. And, you know, a lot of times in your life, especially when you're, you know, you get to the middle age, you get in your mid-40s, you always think about how you wish you were younger, how, you know, you wish you felt younger, you were younger. I was looking on the table and we all kind of said, you know what, this is really the only time where we do not wish we were younger because if we were younger with the standards at University of Florida now, none of us would have gotten in and none of us would have known each other. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, very, that's very true. However, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. Although if we were Asian, I think we would probably make the cut. Actually, we all probably would have ended up at Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened, why universities got even harder to get into. What are they doing with the rest of the people? Well, I guess they're going to Florida State. Yeah, or even worse, like uh, some kind of... UCF, uh, UCF and uh, the, the middle Florida schools are kind of growing because mm -hmm. of it. What's it been like for you, manager? You know, you're such a big sports fan. Has COVID changed that, or do you still look at the games the way you would anyway? Well, I initially thought because I watch a little bit of the Premier League soccer, not because I'm really a soccer nut. I, the real icing on the cake is I love the British accents, and the announcers <laughs> have these cool British accents, so it's kind of funny, some of the, the verbiage they use. But what they did was, with the no fans, they kind of, you know, if you watch a comedy show, like maybe you watch Big Bang Theory, and they've got kind of the laugh track that they play, and it adds a little bit to it, to the ambiance. Whereas in a soccer game, they kind of added – the fans cheering, they would zoom in on the field more so you couldn't really see the empty seats and they would add cheering from previous games and stuff. And then Oh, they would, nice. Yeah, Are you so, recognizing the cheering, by the way? Or are you starting to recognize, hey, they're, this, this is the same sound effect that they had before? Oh, it's, it's, it's pulled directly from previous games, so it's exactly the oh, same. Oh, wow. They, and they have timings. You know, when a guy just misses a goal, they'll, you know, oh, or, you know, they have certain soundtracks. It's very, it's very nice addition, so it helps 
the transition, but uh, there's a definite drop off you can see in football. And, and, but thanks to governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, Florida will be allowing full stadiums if the owners and, or the schools have the nuts to let the people go in. Now you say have the nuts. What, what do you mean by that? Do you think that that's a good idea that they have full stadiums? Are you indifferent? Should they not have full stadiums? I think her, I think you should 100% have full stadiums. I think maybe you put on the ticket, you enter at your own risk. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm also a big believer. I've done some research online in what's called herd immunity. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think you get everybody together, especially in college. You know, these guys are guys and gals are all in their, early 20s, late teens, they're pretty, they're about as close to invincible as you can get. So go in there and have a good time. And you know what? Oh no, if you get the virus, great. You're sick for about 24 hours, you get on with your life. I mean, you're 20 years old. Now, how about the other side? Like, you know, all, all college football stadiums are split, right? Half the side are students, but half the side are alumni, many of them older. Should they not go or should we just say, fuck them? Like if they get sick, they'll deal with it. No, you, you, you enter at your own risk. You wake up, you get in a car, you get on a plane, everything is a risk. Now the percentages, obviously like all oh, you read, like, oh, planes don't go down. I have, I have a less percent chance. I'm, I can walk in the rain. I'm not gonna get struck in lightning, but you're taking a risk all the time. You just, it's what's the calculation on the risk? You know what? You're fucking, go and see the game. I mean, if you're 90 and you have respiratory problems, you might wanna sit this season out. But otherwise, go, I mean, d- just go, especially, I feel bad for my nephew. My nephew is at University of Indiana. He's a sophomore. He's supposed to live in his fraternity house. I mean, that's, that's a golden kind of time and experience. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really getting screwed right now out of it. You know, well, and, he, and they, they can't not, sneak he, girls. He can't live you know, there? Can, go ahead, I'm sorry. He can't live in the house? No, he's, they're living in the house. But, it, you know, it's got all these rules. They can't have these, you know, awesome parties. They can't have... You know, you get caught sneaking a girl in, you get in trouble, you might risk education, suspension. You know, it's just, even though the stats came out online yesterday, and I think they did all these studies of the numbers, just like 70,000 kids from big big state universities, like Florida, like Indiana, um, like University of Illinois. And they, you know, it was basically like out of all the 70,000, there was only like three hospitalizations and zero deaths. So, I mean, enough's enough. Let, let, let's go. Let, get back to life, you know? And, and there's been zero teachers that have died from contracting from a student. So let's fucking get on with this. Everybody live your life again. I mean, there's a, there's a risk no matter what you do. You've got less than a 1% chance anyway of dying if you get this thing. So let, let's go. And people need to be together. That's way Which better than you- being at home. Your immune system's way better when you're hanging out. So hence... Go to the bar, get fucked up, build your herd immunity. What's been your reaction to uh, the president getting COVID? I mean, I I think honestly, I think at some point, whether you know it or not, I think almost everybody will get it. I think I had it back in March because I usually, if I get sick, I take Zycam and I'm never sick for like more than 24 hours. And I was kind of messed up for about 10 days. I wasn't totally sick but I what didn't feel right but if the president gets it people say oh he's people other people can't afford the care he's going to get I mean on most of the care that they don't want to promote it's only I mean it's online the steroid whatever it's like six bucks so 
you, you get it. If you, if you're, like I said, if you're in a nursing home and you're 85, 90 years old, you got respiratory problems. Yeah. You might want to watch out, but guess what? I mean, if you're fucking 85, 90 years old and you have respiratory problems or you're diabetic or you have all these comorbidities, you're fucking, well, you're watching, watching out for everything anyway. I mean, the flu is going to take you out. So if the president gets it, the president gets it. I mean, he's 74. He's a, he is obese. He's, he's not a skinny dude. He could lose some pounds, but I mean, he's fine. Every, there are, everybody's fine. This thing I think is slightly overblown, but uh, in the beginning it was tough because we didn't really know what it was and you kind of feared the unknown. But uh, let's talk about something a little lighter. What's some dirty stuff you guys like to talk about on the show? We, we, we don't. We don't talk. We don't talk dirty stuff here, dude. Really? There's no. There's no. 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 No pussy rectum, vagina, anus, <laughs> you... cunnilingus, all that stuff. With, with this, we have. We've been asked to uh, no longer discuss that. So all we can talk <laughs> about is shit that makes people sad, depressed, or angry. Um, oh. Okay. Well, what's the uh, what's the dating situation like where you where you are? Well, I live in fantasy land. Tell us, why, in, uh, why, is it, why is it fantasy land there? Well, technically, if you don't know, where, do you live in Chicago too, uh, Netherlands guy, Shlomo? I, I did at one point, but I live in Amsterdam now. Oh, you're, oh, oh you buried the lead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've not been to Amsterdam. My buddies went there. I hear nothing but good things. Uh, I'm a medical marijuana guy myself. I've got my card in Arizona. But if you live in a warm state in this country, it's not all, but the majority of the women are, you kind of get a better looking type of woman. You just do. They take care of themselves better. They're not hiding behind like a winter coat and all these layers of clothes all the time. They tend to exercise more, take a bit care, you know, more care of themselves. I think that's very disparaging to the women of Chicago. Are you saying women up here are a little bit bigger? <laughs> I think, I think there's, I've been to Chicago when I saw you there last summer and, um, I when the fucking bum pulls up, you know, he's got his helmet on and everything. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Like being with a celebrity. But if, but, I, rec if I recall, I thought your predilection was for uh, women with uh, larger backsides. Is that I not? do. I do. Okay. I don't. I have a mandatory minimum. I only date girls with big butts. So wouldn't wouldn't you be better suited in, in the Midwest where that is uh, people are born like that? Well, no, I also like <laughs> I also am like a little little sun on them. And a lot of women up north are usually more pale. Dude, we got tanning salons everywhere. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> fucking weak. That, that, that's weak as shit, man. No, it's just known. If you're in Arizona, California, Texas, Florida, kind of along the southern baseline, you'll see, not, not all, but the, you'll see a larger number, I think, of more attractive females. That's my opinion. I, I, think, I think it can be backed by some science, but I haven't run the, I have not I've, run the study yet. I've got, some sci I've got some science and a study that I just ran in my head that I think you're doing right now. And here, here's, here's what I think is yeah. going on, dude. You realize that most of the women in Arizona are fit in Phoenix, okay, are good looking. And because you go after the oddballs, you go after the ones that are a little chunky, that got the big butt, everyone's ignoring them. They're that friend at the bar that always gets left behind because everyone's going after their friend. And so you were like, I'm going to clean up. All those girls who are getting left behind because everyone's taking their buddy, I'm going to go after her. You thought well, about this. No, I, I've been holding hands with the thick girl since I was nine years old. Um, this, is, this is nature over nurture. Now, here's the thing, too. I'm going to refute your study, and I invite the people listening at home to play this game with us right now. Well, we have now 22 people, so they'll all play the game. 
All right, everybody play the game. You wanna play the game? Everybody, this is my study that everybody's coming my way. That thick is the new skinny. And I will tell you why. Why? You can get on your, get on your phones and type in, in your Google search area, old Barbie, new Barbie. And then go to the images and look on the images and it'll show you a picture of the old Barbie and the new Barbie. My buddy actually pointed out this to me. The, Hold uh, on. As, a, as, a quick, as a quick disclaimer, anybody out there that contracts a virus from going to the site, two Jews and a microphone and our sponsors are not responsible. Please continue. Well, I wouldn't hold Shlomo responsible. I would hold that fucking bum responsible as hell. And tell us about these Barbies. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not doing stuff with the dolls now, are you? I am not. I am not. Well, not yet, anyway. Okay. But the oh, the old Barbie is a stick. She's like an anorexic, no ass, very very skinny. And if you look, the new Barbie is mm -hmm. curve. She has curves. Like so, like a little bit. Like she's been like doing curls or like curves curves. <laughs> Like I, I, well, I actually, my, the I, picture shows the picture shows the behind. Pretty, I don't know. I've never looked at the front picture. I just look at the behind because I was like, "Oh, Barbie's got some ass now." Not oh. that's like not even. It's a little shy of where I would like it to be, but uh, I think it shows that society is moving in the right direction. And thick is the new skinny. Do you think if girls grew up with Barbie dolls looking like your fantasy girl, that they would be much more comfortable in their natural bodies? Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of memes online. And, and it'll say like, what girls think guys want. This is another popular one. It says what girls think guys want. And it's a real skinny girl. And then it says what guys actually want. And it shows kind of a thick girl in a bikini with a lot of curves. And actually the Sports Illustrated is doing a, um, I think a curve model on the cover now. Big curvy lady. Hot. Very hot. So it's like going back to whatever 17th, 18th century uh, uh, aesthetics of beauty. Oh, uh, actually, is, is Amsterdam? Are they? Are there, I hear it's a lot of skinny in Europe. Is Amsterdam? Are there some thick ones there? I, yes, there there are. Uh, but it's true. Like the the standard is still very uh, very uh, thin and uh, and and tiny butts and uh, uh, very kind of like uh, old. Let's say the old Barbie look uh, is very prevalent here. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have a limit? Is there, is there a size that the butt reaches where you say that's too much for me? No, not on the butt. But the problem is sometimes the proportions get wrong because mm -hmm. it's kind of got to be like an athletic thick, like, oh, I used to play soccer. I don't anymore. And I've added a couple extra on the thick, which is actually really ideal. But at least for, for me, but um, the sometimes the stomach can get kind of big. You know, the, if they're not exercising or anything like that, the stomach can kind of, and, and that's kind of where it gets a little bit awkward. Are you so okay like, with like, do you have, do you have a, like a maximum amount of rolls? Like, will you accept one roll, but not two, <laughs> or two rolls, not three? <laughs> I don't need a six pack. I think, I think more than three rolls might be bad. And, you know, they've got to oh, be three rolls. That, that's pretty flexible. You're yeah, an yeah, accommodating guy. Roll. I could go three rolls. Like instead of, you know, the six pack, you have the three rows. They could do a roll over each of the, of the set of two on the, okay. but a, but a nice how about, roll. how about the chin? Will you accept a second chin or just one chin? Uh, I, I could stop, accept one and a half chins. Wow. So you're, you're really open to, uh, some, some plumpness. You're, you're in well, the wrong state. Difference too. There's, there's dating and there's sleeping with like, I live in fantasy land. I can walk across the street and there's all this beautiful, 
you know, kind of bars and restaurants right across the street from me. So it's a lot of home court advantage. Hey, I live right across the streets, come back to my place. But a lot of times if I'm kind of wasted and I'll, there's a girl that I'll sleep with and I'll put up with some extra weight to sleep with, but not, not for the long-term relationship, but the short-term, yes. Wait, so are you saying the one you want to bring home to mom's got to be a little smaller? A little bit. I mean, I mean, the, the butt can be whatever. Like, yeah. uh, the butt can be as big as whatever. The bigger, the better on the butt, really, to tell you the truth. Well, I mean, I, I know you, you've always sort of, you've really always enjoyed black women, is my memory. Right? <laughs> I, have, uh, I have dabbled in black. But Arizona, Arizona is not known for a, a very large black population. Has that been a struggle for you? Uh, there's some black women here. I kind of there's a, what what kind of fills the gap is there's a lot of Latino women in mm. in Arizona. Okay. Um, notably Mexican, because we are pretty close to Mexico, so there's a lot of Mexican, especially on the west side of Phoenix. Um, so a lot of the Mexicans too are thick, which is really an, an asset. So literally I see, and figuratively. That's interesting how you, you gravitated towards what was regional, uh, which I give you credit for. How are they, how do they deal with your political beliefs or does it not come up? I don't, I don't really bring up uh, politics too much. Um, unless, unless they've established they're on, they're on the same side as me, then I jump in. Otherwise, otherwise I don't get to engage in that. Cause there's so many people who are just so defensive about that. I mean, like my sister uh -huh. and I are completely on the opposite side and, uh, we just don't even talk about it. Thanksgiving, even in my place, uh, my mom's place is completely split down the middle. And it's just something we don't talk about. I don't talk about it at Gator games. It's something, it's something you don't bring up in certain places. Like you go to the Gator games, you don't want to bring up politics really there. It, it's not time or the place for that. It, it's so much fun though. Don't, don't you think it's just fun to talk about politics? <laughs> uh, I think it's fun if you're with the right people and who can have an adult conversation because there's, in these times, there's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of nervous energy that floats around. And I do, think- Do you think it's better to be with people that, that share your political views or don't share your political views in terms of the conversation? Oh, I don't really, actually, it's nice to be with people who are okay with, hey, they're on the other side, but you know what? Um, I'm okay with it. Those are kind of the best people. Like, I understand where you're coming. Like, and I'll tell you what, and, and this is where I'll flip your audience out right now because they think they'll like me and then they don't like me or the ones that think they don't like me will like me. So even though- well, just, 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 just before you get ahead of yourself with our, with our audience, understand that 95% of them don't speak English. Okay, that's perfect. Right. <laughs> do, they, do, they, do they understand what fucking bum means? They're probably- they're probably going all over like Google Translate right now, and it's frustrating the shit out of them because what you're saying and what Google Translate's saying is not making sense, and they're yeah. probably losing their mind, but that's okay. They're used to that in our show. That's why they come back. Yeah, so I grew up in, uh, in the southern part of Virginia, population 5,000, where the NASCAR track is. And uh, so you, you won't find a Democrat where I'm from. You won't find one. It's, it's kind of from the sticks. Uh, I, went I to thought an you were from the, the suburbs of D.C. When I was nine, I moved with my mother because my parents like to get married a lot. So I moved uh, with my mother to D.C. And that, that was liberal world. Uh, but then back to the SEC school. And then out here, it's kind of it's kind of mixed out in Arizona. But, so when you say where you're from, you actually choose to say the small town in southern Virginia versus the suburbs of D.C. 
Well, the first nine years of my life, and my father still lives in Martinsville, Virginia. Let me uh, ask you a question. Where, where, where was the first place you masturbated? Martinsville or, uh, or suburban D.C.? D.C. I, I, then, that, I then, that, then that's where you became a man. When I left Martinsville. That would have been okay. a hell of a jack at nine years old. Well, then that's where you became a man, and that's where your influences in life have come yeah. from. Well, not really. You're uh, not a southerner, my friend. Uh, I'd like to think I'm fairly well-traveled to all the wrong places. All right. So so I am a, and I think I'm, I'm one of the few that can say this. I am a hardcore Republican, but I am a pro-choice Republican. Oh, interesting. Throwing a little wrench in the game. Right, right. See, that's why I say some like it. Some you're like, oh, I like him. I don't like him anymore. Oh, I didn't like him. I like him now. But uh, and, well, I'll tell you why I'm pro-choice. First, first trimester, not the crazy shit they're proposing. First trimester, you know. But um, what's wrong with an eight month, eight month abortion? Yeah, that's not really, <laughs> <laughs> that's not really my thing. But uh, as a guy, <laughs> but as a guy who respects all Republican values, but also a guy that's had about five or six really big pregnancy scares. And with some of these girls, I didn't even like them. And, and a couple of them weren't even pretty to look at. So these are, these are, these will make you be pro-abortion, pro-choice very quickly. Well, dude, and if people knew you, they'd understand why you're pro-choice because God forbid a child of yours ever got out into the world. God forbid. It, it, would, God make, it would make the current situation look fucking tame. Oh, yeah. And as someone who grew up with my parents hated each other. I mean, they, they divorced when I was like two and they hate each other. They don't even talk or if they say something about each other. It's it's horrific. And that would be me. If I had a kid, I'd be like, whatever. Your mom's a whore. Like, I didn't even mean to have you if I'm being honest. Uh, so that would kind of be the situation. And and that's not right. That's not fair to the kid. So, so go ahead. Republican. Yeah. So, so you say you're a Republican on all respects except for the party the line on abortion. Except for the, like, like, for instance, if this lady gets in the Supreme Court, and I doubt, I honestly doubt they'll go after Roe v. Wade. I, I don't think they will. But if they do, I'll probably have to get a vasectomy. Why, uh, why wouldn't you get a vasectomy if you don't want a kid? Like, it doesn't... What, well, I don't the... know. I'm still on the mix. I, to be honest, I need to go to the... Uh, who do you go? Shlomo, help me out. Where do you go? You go to the urologist to see your sperm count? Where do you go? Ooh, uh, I love that you're giving me so much credit. I, 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 <laughs> well, I actually know have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I figure they're checking in Amsterdam to see if, like, the amount of weed has overflown the sperm <laughs> count. Like, what's the ratio? <laughs> <laughs> There's no birth anymore in this country. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What, uh, what, it sounds like a urologist is a good place to start. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I need to go to urologist. You know, like they come in the room and they're like, oh, sorry, you got real low sperm count. I'd be the guy like celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the guy a beer for telling me I had low sperm count. So I, I, I probably need to do that. I've been avoiding that. That would, that would take a lot of the scare tactic out too. Because, I, I mean, pulling out is an art. It really is. No, you can take classes on it virtually. Are you, are there's, you there, 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 Yeah, there's a, are you kidding me? I can, I can send you some websites right now. Are you familiar, uh, are you familiar with the one that uh, is known as, a, I believe they call it Pornhub? Am I saying that right? Pornhub? <laughs> Pornhub. Pornhub, yeah. You can, you can uh, practice. I can't you can you pronounce that right. That's crazy. Yeah, you can practice your withdrawal and pull-out method uh, for hours on that site. Really, 
really phenomenal uh, what they're offering uh, people these days. No, I think I should uh, maybe put a little video on YouTube. You'll probably you'll probably get as many listeners as we have. <laughs> the art of the pullout. I don't know. The the art of the pullouts. Tell, tell us more about. So you, pro choice is how you throw the wrench in it. But what is it about Republican values that you stand by? Tell us some of the, the things that you're really into. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're a globalist, we, and, you know, you got to look what's, at it. What's a global? What's a, what does that mean? What's a you're a, you're, what's like, a globalist? If you're a globalist and you're running the globe, you're a, a billionaire, let's say a billionaire, you got a guy like George Soros is worth someone just shy of $30 billion and he's got mm -hmm. to control his things and he's got his life to run. And if you want a globalist, you kind of want more of an even playing field. You don't want America to have all this dominant power. You don't want, the, which the United States military is basically a bit of the police of the entire world mm -hmm. to a certain extent. So you want to kind of deplete that. You want, you want more of an even playing field, an even trading field. You don't want this powerhouse America if you're a globalist. But guess what? We fucking live here. So I want the best for it. it it's kind of like this. And I, I compare, and I think you'll understand this uh, fucking bum, because you went to University of Florida the same way I did, where Steve Spurrier was a coach and he was different. He was very entertaining to us. He was, we won five SEC championships in the 90s. We went to the national title twice. We won it once. He, he had a Heisman. He got Danny a Heisman. But Shlomo understands none of this, by the way, okay. all this, fo yeah, all this okay. football reference. That's okay. He'll go with the other <laughs> 20 people who don't are using Google Translate for the Spurrier. 22. So, yeah. 22. So Spurrier, but here's the thing about Spurrier. If you went to FSU, if you went to Alabama, if you went to South Carolina, you looked at Spurrier as a fucking asshole. You just, he was a fucking asshole because he, he, you know, FSU got caught with the shoe thing and he said FSU stands for Free Shoes University. And my favorite, and this is the probably the best highlight of the show, it'll be a Spurrier quote. When Auburn had the book, when they had burned the books at the University of Auburn, Spurrier, they said it was a tragedy. And Steve Spurrier said the real tragedy was that the students that didn't get the color in the books yet. <laughs> so you would think, you would think that's an asshole comment if you don't go to Florida, but we live in Florida. And I think Spurrier and Trump, there's a lot of similarities there where if you live here, you like the guy because he loves America, does right for it, he wants law and order. He wants to close the borders, not but let legal immigrants in as opposed to just letting it open and have all the, the numbers get fucked up and Penn is spending 130 million on illegal immigrants every year and blah, blah, blah. So those are Republican values. Definitely have to have a gun, a legally obtained gun, not an illegally obtained gun, like all your neighbors have up there in Chicago. Well, speaking but, of speaking of my neighbors and, 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 uh, and guns, what would you think about giving classes, training uh, gangbangers and, 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 and the like, actually on how to shoot a gun properly? Would you be for that? Um, I wouldn't be for the gang members doing it, but I think a lot of the people that live in those neighborhoods could benefit yeah, but, but think uh, about the, the about being practical about this matter. If if we've spent generations now unable, or or at least a generation unable to solve uh, crime, we know that just having more police is not going to stop uh, the gang shootings. Wouldn't it make sense if they just shoot each other and stop shooting innocent people? And the problem they have is they don't know how to shoot a gun, right? Everyone that dies that's innocent. That's, um, uh, 
that's not a bad point. It's, it's actually an excellent way of looking at a certain thing. I'd like you to bring this up at your next Republican uh, Phoenix meeting. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the way to do it is, I think, honestly, you have to give them guns because people who have guns that they get them, they legally obtain, they don't really kill people because you, the bullet, you know, the bullet can be traced back to you. Your gun has a serial number on it. So obviously it can be traced back to me. If I'm shooting this gun at someone, they've got the bullet. They know the type of gun it came from. My gun's got a serial number on it. If you have a legally obtained gun, you're kind of worried about the law. Now, if I've got a gun and the serial number scratched off and I got it from a dude out of a trunk in the alley in Amsterdam from Shlomo's boy, then, you know, and brought it oh, back. Oh, you know the guy. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jake? You know, Jake? Oh, so, yeah. Jake. 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 Exactly. So, so if you get the gun Jake and it's not legal, then you got really not much to fear. Those people run around and will shoot anybody because a lot of stuff can't be traced back to them. They didn't legally obtain the gun. They're not in the system. So what you're saying, though, is maybe give them a legal gun and teach them how to shoot. Is it about a sh yeah, of course. Teach them how to – it's the same concept as in Amsterdam where they have, uh, they have needle houses, right? They have place, people where at, places where addicts can go, and they can right. safely shoot up. Yeah, um, we got that Starbucks here. <laughs> do you do, so do you do you own a gun right now that's the one subject i don't comment on but that should basically tell you the answer okay and why, why would you or one like you want to own a gun is it because you like target shooting like what's your reason for owning a gun it's amazing uh and actually growing up when i moved with my mother to uh to the maryland dc area we weren't even allowed to have a water gun she was so par par paranoid about guns, no guns, no guns, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And actually at the time, I think there was one incident that fucked it up for everyone where the kid had a laser tag gun and the cop shot him because mm -hmm. he was scared. Uh, and that kind of fucked it up for a generation. But, but now uh, she's remarried my stepfather who's got a bunch of guns and she won't shut up about how awesome it is going to the shooting range and popping off rounds of guns. I mean, she so, loves it. The so you, are amazing. It's a, it's a big stress reliever too. It's a lot of fun. So you, so you have a gun just for the shooting range, not for protection or for both. I don't comment on whether I have a gun, but I may have been to a shooting range and it's exceptionally fun. And there's a great place here called the Scottsdale gun club. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a very nice place. And, and honestly, uh, like Ronald Reagan says, freedom's only a generation away from being taken away. So you never know. And uh, I think if you look at a rich- You know what else Ronald Reagan said? He said, read my lips. You know what those, you know what those lips said? Right. If, if you're talking about no new taxes, that was Bush. Yeah, he didn't say that. He said, my wife controls everything. You remember when Reagan said that? I, I, don't, I don't remember. Was that the Alzheimer's years? It, it's, uh, it's, it's, you can find it online. If you look it up, it's there. Uh, so I ask, about the, I ask about the gun because- yeah. You know, a lot of people get guns and they, and they say they got it for protection. And what I'm confused, though, I, I get sports shooting, but you can just leave your gun in a locker at the at the Scottsdale Gentleman's Club or whatever that fucking right. place is. That's but correct. for protection, like if somebody broke into your house, like this is the fear, right? They're going to attack you because um, this is so common that people break in and, and want to shoot random people. If they did that and they did it likely when you were sleeping, what are the odds you'd be able to wake up, be coherent get the gun and shoot them before they shot you. Well, not only that, most people, if you have a gun, it's usually in a locked case. So you have to kind of go through the code and get it, the gun out. So yeah, I mean, you're is, fucked. You're fucked. Which is, fucked. Which is time, 
Now, there's also, you may have a couple dogs, you know, that have alarmed you. Uh, you may have an actual alarm or a chime that is going off to alarm you. You might be in a back room or even a, up, up or down a flight of stairs to give you a little bit of time for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, if a guy's breaking in your window and you don't have a dog, you're all by yourself, say you're a, I don't know, a 27-year-old woman and a guy's breaking in your window, uh, yeah, she may have not be able to get to the gun. Do you, hey, do you have a dog? Not right now. You're fucked, buddy. You're going to get shot. <laughs> Not right now, but I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't even lock my door sometimes. Oh, you're totally getting shot, man. Yeah. You're, you're going to get, uh, you're really going to get it. I um, need to, because I've got some annoying exes that are very ugly. And uh, sometimes they like to pop in, which I, I'm not a fan of. Have you, you know, you, you've brought up a few things about uh, statistics or numbers. One of my favorite with guns is the amount of people who've been shot accidentally in America versus people who've actually been shot committing a crime. In other words, by a, a law-abiding citizen with a gun who was protecting themselves or protecting property. The, the, it's staggering. It's thousands, the difference in terms of people who've actually shot themselves or killed themselves. Um, killed themselves, suicide's an issue. It's definitely an issue with guns. Now, granted, you would probably argue if they're gonna kill themselves, they're gonna kill themselves one way or the other, right? I don't know. Um, I think the gun is, is, it's simple. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Um, I'm sure you wouldn't mind doing it cause you're a fucking bum, you know, with all the splatter going everywhere, you'd probably be like, Oh, whatever, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the gun. I, I, cause I, you know what? My fear of the gun is I'd miss. I feel like I'd fucking <laughs> miss the shot, but I'd maim myself. I feel like I'd right somehow like, miss. yeah, I'd, like, I'd fuck up and like fuck my chin over or I'd end up with like a permanent limp or just something even more embarrassing. So that's why the gun would not be my choice. How about what you, Shlomo? Be, what would be your way? What would be your way? My way? Yeah. Um, well, the few times I've tried it, I've uh, tried jumping, but it wasn't, wasn't high enough. Um, yeah. I, I haven't put enough thought into it. You know, I always felt like you can't go wrong with, with pills, but same thing. Like if you don't take enough, you're just a, like, it kind of, it's, it's kind of like the ultimate loser, right? Like if you've killed yeah. your, like if you try to kill yourself and you fail, that's worse than killing yourself by far. Oh, oh yeah. Cause you could be, uh, you could middle it and you could have like a stroke and then you're kind of stuck. Maybe your arm doesn't work anymore. And then you're, you're then it's hard to get pills in your mouth cause your arm's not working. No, but think about your self-esteem, man. It would oh, be, yeah. I mean, well, uh, I think your self-esteem might be shot if you're going that suicide route anyway. Yeah, but think of you going downtown Scottsdale. You're, 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 tr you're trying to pick up the thick, the three thick ladies that are strumming the streets. Yeah. And, you know, normally I, you're probably in the bathroom right now. That's okay. You're disrespecting our show. Um, <laughs> what if we're all in the bathroom at the same time? That'll be amazing. <laughs> Should we do a simultaneous flush? <laughs> That's how, uh, with all those people at the same time, that's all the uh, random people that accidentally get shot, like Captain's talking about. What do you mean? The, all the people at the same time get accidentally shot. What was that comment about? Straight bullets, straight I didn't follow. Like, what if you're trying to commit suicide in the bathroom and you're saying there's three people in there, you accidentally shoot someone else too. That goes another in the category of the accidental shootings that you're that, talking about. That, that, that is true. Uh, you can get a couple more uh, ticks on your, on your box here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think if you went back out downtown Scottsdale after failing to kill yourself, you're, you're, there's no way you're meeting anybody. You're just going to be so down. But you're not, also yeah. not going to try to kill yourself again because you know you can't do it. So you're living in purgatory. 
Think about that. You're just yeah. living in like a personal hell. Pretty much. Pretty much. But I think you've gotten to that personal hell anyway. That's why you went to the suicide in the first place. <laughs> do, do, you think, do you think that suicides are up with Trump or down? Like do, do uh, well, I don't know. It's hard to say. With the COVID numbers, there's a lot of suicides during COVID. A lot of domestic abuse, a lot of suicides. Um, the numbers are way... I mean, California at one point was like, our suicides are higher than our COVID deaths. Do you think there's something, do you think there's something shady about all the people that died from COVID? Like, do you think a lot of them died from something else? Oh, 100%. Uh, I would say, well, first of all, the CDC quietly released a number that said, oh, by the way, just the people that died from COVID, strictly COVID, not like, uh, you know, something else, comorbidity with COVID, or like I was in a car accident and had COVID and they credited it to, to COVID, but uh, the, the people who have just died from strictly COVID is 9,000. That's it, 9,000, that's it. Now, here's the thing, it's the cash. It's the cash, and I work, you know, in the hospital system, so I was a medical sales, a surgical sales oh, rep. Oh, this, this will be perfect. Hey, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, Mitch, I'd like you to call back in on that second link, all right? Okay. And we'll continue this conversation in just a moment. Okay, wait, I will to talk to Shlomo, not you. All right, that's fine. Shlomo, love right, to talk cool. to you. Later. Later. We're back. We're, we're, we're back from the commercial break, and our, our guest was telling us about his career as a medical salesperson selling prosthetic uh, penises. Prosthetic penises, that's what, what, what did you sell? What, what was your medical sales career about? I had a spine hardware line. The screws, rods, goes in your back, a little bit of stem cells, things like that, all for spine surgery. Uh, but you learn about the system, and the hospital gets, on a COVID death, $39,000 which is a lot of fucking money. So if you get hit with a car, but you had COVID, I'm putting COVID because I made $39,000 for the hospital. And where do they get this money from? Insurance. But who, why, why, what's the rationale for getting $39,000? Like what did, is that because of the work they did to tell, try to save the patient? That, that's, what, that's what the price set was because of, uh, I, I don't know who sets the price. Uh-huh. Um, the national group group pricing people. I don't know what they do, who, who's the charge, the board, a person. I don't know who does it. But for whatever reason, it was set at $39,000 for a hospital. Okay. So any chance they could get $39,000, you bet your ass they're going to do it. What do you get if you die from lupus? You know how much? <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, that, I'm just I curious. Think you get a, $12. I think $12 you get a space lupus. cake. You get a space cake from Amsterdam. Dude, you're, you're talking to Jews. We love pricing. You can't bring up pricing and, and, and think you're just going to walk away from that. We yeah. want to know details. We want to know what's the comparative pricing. Uh, what kind of deal could we get if we died of something else? But it really was COVID. Oh, uh, no, you're not getting 39000 All right. So, not probably not even getting half that. So you think a lot of these deaths might have been rigged just so the hospitals can make more money? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're saying rigged. I, I think people, you have to document somehow. I mean, even the, pe the people at the funeral homes, mm -hmm. there's multiple funeral homes people that have come out and said, listen, you know, when we're looking at these bodies, um, you know, it's like the dude was in a motorcycle accident and his neck went the wrong way and they're saying it's a COVID death. Now he probably had COVID. So, but that's not what killed him, but that's what's going to get the check. And the check's what's important. You know what you're saying has been refuted, though, by by multiple journals, right? That that's no, it's actually, a fact. Huh? It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. 
Now, I'm curious, when, when does something become a fact for you? Like, what's the, what's the solidifying the body of knowledge to make it a fact? I've heard from a couple people in the hospital. Some sources? Doctors. Yeah? Yeah. You, you, tr you trust them? Oh, yeah, I've known them for over 10 years. Are, are they Jewish? They are not. Do not trust a non-Jewish doctor. Your mom should have. <laughs> your mom should have told you that back in the South, dude. Before yeah. you moved to DC. Yeah. That's it. Well, well, these are surgeons, though. There's not many Jewish. Well, it's a lot of Jewish, like, not really a lot of Jewish surgeons. There's some Jewish surgeons. Shlomo, Shlomo, would you would you trust a non-Jewish doctor? No, no, I wouldn't trust a non-Jewish doctor or a non-Jewish accountant. Dude, yeah, I wouldn't, trust, I wouldn't trust a non-Jewish accountant. That's, that. that's, that's just suicide. That's like owning one of Mitch's guns. If you have an accountant yeah, that's that, not that's Jewish. That's just fucking rich. You, you, you get an accountant. Your accountant has to be Jewish. You're, you're, you're definitely paying too much with a non-Jewish accountant. How about an attorney? Should, <laughs> does, does, does the attorney have to be Jewish? Uh, what kind of case is it? Oh, good question. Um, is it, if it's a, if it, you know what? If it's a punitive damages case, if it's a financial case, yeah. But if it's a criminal case, I don't know if I'd need a, a Jewish attorney, but if it's a financial case, I would want a Jewish attorney. Gotcha. So if you actually shot the wrong person with your gun, you're not going to go for a Jew? No, not at all. I'm going to go with, to find the guy that shakes hands with the judge. And that's, that's, the, that's the lawyer I want. And definitely does play, not. And does not golf with the judge. That's and doesn't the wear a mask, right? No, no, no mask wearer should ever be an attorney for a, uh, a crime. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But okay. uh, you definitely want the guy that plays golf with the judge. That that's your attorney. All right, good to know. So the so the doctors have been good sources for you on uh, on the COVID thing. Yes. As well, as, well, that's just inside for the. I've also I've talked to a couple internal medicine docs about herd immunity. And uh, what, you now, know, you know, the herd, the herd immunity, they, they have now done a number of tests and they, you know, even in New York City during the height of the pandemic, they couldn't get like more than 20%. So how do you think we're going to be able to get, you know, 70 plus percent that's needed to do it? Well, I think uh, if you New York's a bad study for anything. I mean, wow, that, that, that was the densest population with nah, the yeah, most amount of cases. You're not going to get a straight answer. You're not going to get a straight answer. You've oh, got... so you're saying we shouldn't trust New Yorkers. Too many Jews, by the way. <laughs> no, Way too got, many Jews. Hasidic you got Jews. The worst, you've got the worst mayor in the country. And I think, I think that's bipartisan. I think people believe that's the worst man in the country. Wait, why, why, is he, why is he the worst mayor? Isn't he, didn't he marry a black woman? Yeah, but that doesn't make don't, him a good don't, mayor. Don't, mayor don't, 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 don't you love black women? I, I, I like black women. I don't this like is, black This women. is the kind of analogy that Trump does. Black women. <laughs> totally nonsensical. Black women are, <laughs> I, I look at black women like redheads. I, I'm not really that into redheads because a lot of them are so pale. And uh, black women are, I kind of like them tan, but not like black is dark. But, but black, I've done, you know, I've, like I've dabbled in black, but it's, um, it was more of a bucket list thing. Oh. And, and, and that's the same thing with redheads because they're very pale. That's also kind of a bucket list thing. And, and it's not a date. It's a sleep with. Yeah. The, well, the red is a very particular type of person. That is, th that gets down there into real. Is your wife a redhead? Absolutely not. Absolutely not? Absolutely not. I mean, Shlomo, do you know anybody that's really into red? Yeah, it's, it can be a nice exotic thing, but uh, no, I actually don't. Yeah, it's a it's a very peculiar kind of incestual taste to like that. Yeah, and I can give you like the epitome of the woman who 
if it was on a desert island, we were the last two people on earth, I'd be like, you, you just got to get away from me. Would be a woman like Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. who, is not, who is not only a redhead and pale, but she's also skinny. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just something that, uh, and you know, the, I've heard people, you know, that will swear their undying love to that woman. And it's just like, I, I couldn't even, I don't even understand it. It's just. So, so the next time you send me a barrage of harassing texts, which, <laughs> which, which Mitch loves to do, he lo- anything related to anything, especially if it has to do with uh, COVID or Trump or Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, he'll send yeah. me three or four texts uh, raving about the, the opposite opinion. Yeah. I'm going to have a permanent response on my phone. It's going to be a picture of Nicole Kidman, <laughs> spread eagle, spread eagle. And I'm going to edit it so it says, hey, Mitch, coming out of her mouth. Uh, that, that would be uh, an excellent slide of revenge there. That would have <laughs> That's a good tactical move on your I will, part. Be, I will be setting that up tonight on the auto text response. You will just. That's pretty good. That's, that, that's pretty good. I could throw up in my mouth a little bit, make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> Although, that, you know what? You bring up a good point, though. Shlomo, if you were on a desert island, who's the one person that the public might know, even of our listeners might not, that you would not want to be with that's a woman? Uh, just for company or for sex or just in general? <laughs> got to fill everything. She's got to be an all around. Yeah, yeah all, all around, all around. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, wow, that's a great question. Um, Someone we all might know. Yeah, don't don't choose a random Dutch like soap opera star. <laughs> I, I'm also at this moment thinking of who mine would be. Who would be the one person that the public might know? So this can't be any family or related members. Um, that uh, be a street hooker from Amsterdam cannot be a street. Even if she's well known, it can't be well. Well known street hooker. Yeah, if, if she ha- she has to be well known if she's a street hooker in Amsterdam. She has to be well known. I don't well, know. I, my my first thought was maybe Ellen. Well, that that's kind of cheating because you know she you know she's gay. Well, no. What if she if she can convert? She she's on. Yeah, but but she it's too late, dude. Look at her face. She's not converting. She's she's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's who she'll always be. We're Once not, you get that haircut, it's done. Yeah, the, the haircut, you're done. Once it's yeah. too late. Now, some of her girlfriends have been pretty hot. Um, yeah, sure. Very, hot. Especially the one that, that thought the aliens were coming for us, whatever that crazy story was. Um, yeah, it's got to be somebody that other people will be like, oh, what are you talking about? Right, so I give you credit, Mitch, for the first time in a long time. Nicole Kidman, very good choice. I think you've set up a new game for people to play at home. Um, <laughs> Right, right now, I, I keep going back to facts of life, and uh, but the, the that one girl in it that uh, she kind of drove Joe. me crazy. Yeah, I thought Joe was cool. It was uh, it was Blair, it was Blair, Blair, or Mindy. I think one was the chunky one, and one was just the blonde. Is this the one you like or did not like? No, no, the one I would not want on the island. If I, if I was just going to be one, oh, one, oh. one Natalie, was it Natalie? No, Natalie was was a black girl. Who's a black girl? No, 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 no. I liked her. She was cute. No, she was all right. Black girl was cute, but Joe was the prize. Yeah, no, she was totally the winner by by far. Um, put on a little weight, she'd be the prize. <laughs> well, that's the girl you might like from the the big girl. I think was a was Natalie or Mindy. I forget what the fuck her name was. Anyway, that's a great game because I'm going. I'm drawing a fucking total blank. But you have to choose somebody who actually for many people would be considered decent looking, but that you would refuse to spend time on an island with. Oh, okay. So I beat you to the punch in Nicole Kidman. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of share your uh, your thoughts on that. I have, I have yeah. zero zero interest, even after seeing uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I am. Um, no. Shlomo, have you thought of somebody, or are you done? <laughs> I'm done, but I, I think Ellen, maybe, um, yeah, maybe Roseanne. I, no, Ellen. <laughs> Ellen. Roseanne can make you laugh it, a little bit, though. It, it's too easy if you go if you go that route. I mean, <laughs> Roseanne can make you laugh a little bit because she could she could kind of laugh your way into your dick, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, yeah, I don't. Roseanne I don't would be fun. See that that's a fucked up statement that you just made right there. What? That is totally fucked up. That shows how big you like women. There is no. No, she's there, too, no that, 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 there, Roseanne's not thick. Dude, she's fat. There is nothing on this planet that I could ingest. That at some point would make me think, Roseanne Barr, I'm into you now. Well, if you're on a desert island and you're there for a while. No, and... dude. You, you, ever, you ever felt the inside of a coconut? <laughs> have you ever felt the inside of a coconut? I have, would have no issue going to the coconut. And there's lots of coconuts. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have lovers for a long time. They're probably warm. They're probably warm, you know? No, the, the whole texture of it, it's perfect. Okay. Absolutely perfect. The Roseanne Barr card you made is fucked up, by the way. Very fucked up. Yeah, what's a fuck, Shlomo? <laughs> Shlomo, how many space cakes you eat a week? Um, you know, for a long time, that was the only way I would ingest the um, the weed because I wasn't a good smoker. I literally couldn't smoke. But ever since I got a vaporizer, uh, yeah, life has changed. Vapes are good. So, I'm a big fan. Do you? Uh, you I do think you Shlomo, Shlomo should understand that he's he's talking to a a, a serious. Uh, cannabis damaged individual here who who knows about this stuff. Shlomo, and you're in the best. You, yeah. What do you buy? You buy damn wax over there, like the shatter wax. No, uh, that's the thing. They don't. The, the wax really? or the oil are illegal here. In so you're in a better place. Yeah, you're in a much better place for that. I didn't know that. You have you have illegal cannabis products. Yeah, it's it's uh, because they can't regulate it or they choose not to. They. Um, they in make Amsterdam, it uh, illegal. Amsterdam's supposed to be like the Mecca. That I mean, would drive Republicans crazy, fucking regulating well, cannabis. <laughs> I can't even... I got to tell you, I was having a lot of fun until I found out Amsterdam can't, can't get wax or shatter. I no, mean, no, it's terrible. I mean, so you're, you, you're in the right place. America is definitely far more advanced ever since it was legalized than, than here. It's still you, great and it's very common here, but the, the oil and the wax are amazing. Wow. Amazing products. What, what do you like about the vaporizer over the uh, space cake? Just doesn't last as long or easier to control? It's, uh, well, the space cake, you never know. You just never you know never how know. fucked you up you're going to get. Edibles is a crapshoot. Mm -hmm. how, about, how about you, uh, Arizona man? What, what is your chosen? Uh, I mix chosen? it up. I do. I, I've got a vape. I've got a, a thing called, I'm going to give a, a shout out to a company, and I hope I don't get sued with this mass audience. But I like uh, candy pens. There's beep, a beep, candy. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> candy pens. Uh, they, uh, you put the shatter in. They, you know, it's cool. You charge it up, you know, like you charge up any other device, charge it on your computer. Charge Don't it you find that? I found the shatter when I got it. Like I, from, from the Jewish perspective, I get it because it lasts longer. But it just seemed like a pain in the ass compared to a vape. Well, because you're a fucking bum. No, yeah, but a vape, you push a button, suck, you're done. The, 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 a lot of work goes into the, the shatter. The, the shatter does, but this the shatter, and I'll get Jewish on you right quick. Um, well, Sukkot, bro, shatter, we got we to gotta talk about this stuff. It's harvest the shatter, time. The shatter is the biggest value because it was flirting. Even in Arizona, there was some flirting with, hey, maybe the shatter, we won't make it, maybe it won't be medicinal anymore, blah, blah, blah. Because um, we're not legal. We are medicinal. You do need a card. Um, but 
the shatter, you could get it like 15, sometimes 10 grams, 15 grams for like 100, 120 bucks. And I smoke an awful lot. And that shit would last me like four months. I mean, it's just insane. But I also, I mix in the edibles. I mix in, uh, you know, your old school flour. Uh, you know, I mix it up, but but I'm mostly a shatter guy. Plus, it's great to bring on the golf course. Um, you know, you, you're not loading up a bong. You're worried about spilling a bong. You've got this thing. It's charged up. Anybody can walk up, pick it up, smoke it, boom, put it back in the cart. It's good. It's not going to spill. Are you, are you bothered by the similarities to the crack process with shatter? Uh, not just, at all. Just seems like you're Because people, people devote their lives to crack. People don't devote their lives to weed really so you don't you don't think cannabis is addicted even if it is i mean i i don't i've never read anybody going hey listen you know what i need to quit my job or i can't go to work because of weed like i mean you may fail a drug test but other than that like you, if you're crack you're like listen i'm quitting my job i need to do crack all the time how long how long have you gone without smoking how many hours weed? or days weed yeah uh yes, I, I think i've gone a week or two a week, but if it's, if I've had um, you know occasionally, I might have been worried about a drug test uh, when I switched over distributorships. I didn't, even though what sucked is I didn't smoke for a week, and you know I went to GNC and I got the clean stuff and I cleaned myself out, bought a weed test from CVS, a home weed test, passed it, and then they didn't even test me. So I went through all that shit for nothing. Um, no, so your, body, was, your body got clean. You 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 shit yourself out. It's wonderful, man. Mazel tov. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's not a lot of fun. Um, you do actually. Um, I notice my eating habits are much better when I'm not stoned all the time. I'm eating better foods as opposed to sometimes you have a beer, you can have a little weed, and all of a sudden you're, hey, I'm gonna have maybe some vegetables tonight with uh, maybe some light lean meats, and, and that goes to pizza real quick or or fast food or some shit, especially with the delivery services running fucking rampant right now from everywhere with DoorDash and all that. So it's very easy. But being uh, a, being a bachelor, don't you, don't you have to keep yourself in shape for the thick ladies? I do. I work out four days a week. I'm, I'm pretty fit, but, uh, my stomach fluctuates between uh, fit to, uh, it's real easy to put on seven, eight pounds in about five days. If you want, it's real easy for me of all fat. I, I love, I love, America is fucking amazing at fast food. We are so good at it. Do you think we're and number I, one? I'm sorry? You think we're number one? In fast food? Fast food. Oh, yeah. Nobody touches us in fast Look at the diversity we have, too. We have Mexican fast food. We have American fast food. We have Chinese fast food. We have, we have fast food of all, of all races and colors and creeds. I mean, of, we all the the things, of all the things we're good at, do you think that's what we're best at, fast food? I think we're damn good at hamburgers in this country. I think that might be America's number one source of pride and export is fast food food. No one can touch us on fast food. We are so good. We are so Did you see there's a study? And I think it's a lie because, um, I mean, what little have hair I have left, I shave and fucking, but McDonald's came out and said, there's a study that there's a chemical in their fries that's supposed to be the cure for baldness. I don't believe that. I've had like 10 million McDonald's fries, so I'm not really buying that, but it's kind of funny. Because McDonald's fries are uh, amongst the elite things ever made, in my opinion. Shlomo, what do you think? Is it, does anybody in the world do fast food better than America? No, I have to hand it to America. I think uh, America does it best. Is, and do you, do you think, uh, Mitch, th there's any correlation between 
how good we are at fast food and how many people allegedly died of COVID? Any connection? I think there's a big connection with the obesity problem that we have in America because we are fucking fantastic at fast food. We really are. We're good. Should we regulate fast food or just let them let buyer beware? Like, you know, uh, you can't uh, We're we're a free country. And, and it's um, it's an interesting topic. It, it really is. But I think fast food, thanks to supersize me, they've cleaned up their act a little bit and they've gone more away from the preservatives in most areas and the additives and all the bullshit. Um, but you think it's healthier with like the 72 ounce Coca-Cola that doesn't use well, high fructose corn syrup. I mean, you do have a choice there. You do have a choice. When I go to fast food, now I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying it's a multivitamin, but you know, I'll go to Burger King and I'll get a Whopper. I, n- I never get it with cheese or mayonnaise. And I think I'm eliminating about probably about 60 grams of fat that way, but that's how I like it anyway. But, uh, it's still the, the, the real damage is the French fries, but it's almost impossible to stay away from French fries because they're just fucking amazing. Why, why is that? Why do you think, you know, the Dutch, Shlomo can speak to this, have, have really good fries. You know, what, what is it about fries that is so addictive? Salt. Salt's salt. Salt, ketchup. Yeah, salt. Plus anything fried in itself, much less a potato, anything fried is amazing. I mean, you know, what, it's a lot of fried stuff like can taste too fried. You know what I mean? Like I had some onion rings the other day and it was like, that was just, just too, too much. breading. Yeah. But, but the fry, it's like the right combination of like, of like, like softness. It's like almost a little vaginal in there. It, it but, is. It is. But, and then the outside's got that little bit of crisp, that little pop. And it's like the combination, I think, of the two. No other food really mimics that. Like even a chip. You know, at some point you're done eating the chip, but the fry, every time you bite into it, it gets soft, and you, you know? Uh, I'm just wondering out loud. I, I agree a thousand percent with everything you just said. I mean, I, a thousand percent. If, if I could send you a Nicole Kidman thing right now, I would, but I'm busy doing this podcast. I have a question. I think your audience would like to know this as well. And I don't want to ruin, I don't want, if this was a topic for a whole show, which it probably should be, um, we don't have to get into it. But can we talk about your first experience with a coconut? We already did actually before you got on the show. We that uh, that, that, that was how we started this entire show off. Was each of it our? It was uh, it was very romantic actually. We yeah we 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 discovered that that the Jews have been misleading people all these years about you become a man at your bar mitzvah, when actually you become a man at that first moment where you uh, watch your first adult film and uh, touch yourself. That, that oh, is... I, I'm, I'm talking about the coconut. Oh, the actual coconut? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got one at my desk right now. Do you want me to do like a live on-air thing with the coconut? No, not not now, but I think I would like to hear, I think the audience would appreciate the story of your first experience with the coconut. Opening a coconut is not easy, by the way. No, I usually, uh, I take advantage of my American ship and I uh, pay a villager to cut it for me. Because it's very diff- it's very difficult. I often don't travel with a machete, and okay. uh, I've tried many times to throw a coconut against a hard surface and watched it not open up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not easy to open. So basically, in retrospect, it's a fucking bum paying another fucking bum to open a coconut for him. That's, well, that's a little hold on. That's a little disparaging to a villager in any coconut growing region of the world. They're not bums. They're just uh, living the Republican dream, trying to, uh, you know, sell themselves to do a better life. Yeah, that's true. 
and I'm I'm merely taking advantage of the market system that's been created to uh, allow my uh, fantasies to come to life. I uh, I uh, just wondering, uh, do you use lubricant with the coconut? So this is one of the great things about coconut, and as you've noticed, coconut has taken off. Like we have so much coconut water available in the store. What they don't tell you is it also is a natural lubricant. You don't need any lube in there. It, 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 it provides a perfect uh, lubrication for yourself. And it, and it doesn't wear off. Now, some, something, that I, and, I, and, I, and a lot of our listeners that you don't know, Mitch, actually live in regions where they, they grow coconuts naturally outside their <laughs> Well, door. I have a question, but the coconut oil, if it gets in a little snake hole at the top, it doesn't burn? <clears throat> like anything else that you uh, endeavor with uh, your snake hole, you just have to uh, have a willing suspension of disbelief, if you know what I mean. You don't think about it. You do the best you can, and usually you luck out. Every once in a while, you get a stinger. Uh, yeah, I think I think we've all had a bad experience with shampoo. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's why that's why I stopped cleaning down there. <laughs> you stopped cleaning down there when you were fucking two years old because you're a fucking bum. I, 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 you know, you do know that that soap causes a lot of issues, dude. You should just stop using it. I use Dove. I'm a, I'm a Dove dude. Is that just because of their ad? Moisturizer? Do what? Do you use Dove because of their ad campaign using larger women? Is that why? Uh, no, but I would switch to a company who had an ad campaign of larger women. That's Dove. Dove Dove is the one who started the entire uh, international campaign. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel good. I'm going to stick with them then. I uh, I do need to uh, head out, uh, but I have one question uh, that I that I'm very curious about based on everything that you you've mentioned. Uh, I'm wondering, Mitch, if um, like uh, it's a bit of a chicken and egg question, but um, the Sir Mix-a-Lot's song "Baby Got Back" was that? Can't stand it. Sorry, you can't, can't stand, stand it. it. Can't oh, stand that's it. interesting. What it seems like that is that could be your your anthem based on yeah, what you're I know. describing. I, I why why is that? Um, and, and I went through this uh, it's like two or three years ago. I was in Vegas in the, in the Venetian. And and uh, when you tell people- No, no names, please. No names. They're, they're not they're not sponsors. people that you're, that you're into women like that, that's all they do. They obsess with and they point to women and they say, oh, that one, that one, is that big enough? Is that too small, blah, blah, blah. And they, get, and they make it such an issue. Like it doesn't need to be an issue. And then they, st- they always go into the song. They always go in. Whenever you tell someone you like thick girls or big butt, they always go into the song. And after a while, it's just kind of annoying. And it gets to the point where it's like the song you've heard way too much and you can't stand anymore. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine that. I, I guess my question, I, I, I can imagine that you get accosted by that song a lot. But, but if you think back, back in time, because I don't know what year that song came out. And, you know, did, did that song come out after you knew what you liked or did it come out before? After. Song was out after. I was yeah. already in, like okay. I said, this was nature over nurture. Yeah. Well, that's very clear. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Were, were, you, were you upset with Sir Mix-a-Lot that, that, he, that he, he brought that attempt to more people? Does it create more competition for you? Uh, well, first of all, and, and I have a buddy, I was on the golf course playing golf with a buddy of mine and he says, and I'm, I'm, we were kind of new to the friendship and he's, he's, we're learning about each other. He says, Hey, you know, we're talking about girls and he's like, Oh, so you like thick girls? I said this and that and he gets into it and it just, I'm sorry. I was, I had to read a text or work text real quick. Where, where were we real quick? I just, Dude, I just that, that's bullshit. This is a live show. 
We've got <laughs> listeners around the fucking world and you're, you're doing work. And I'm taking off work while I'm, I'm what, what, what is, what is that important? And who would okay. fucking contact you anyway? No, I was actually a doctor's office. Uh, the office manager texting well, me, asking me questions. Call them back and tell them fucking COVID is bullshit. Will you? Uh, yeah. I'll call them back after the show, but yeah. I, uh, I did want to read the text message. So we were at the big butts, uh, on the golf course. I forgot the, uh, the, where, where we were going with this though. I, I don't know. It's your, your story, man. You're responsible uh, for finishing it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, so, and he says, Oh, man, it must be awesome because you have no competition for women. And I said, First of all, that's not even close to true. And second of all, I, I'm tending a lot to be competing with a lot of black guys. A lot of black guys, uh, stereotypically, not all, obviously, but a lot more black guys than white guys, I think are into the type of women that I cater to go after. Now, is, is that, is that complicated things with your support for Trump and a lot of black guys not supporting him? <laughs> you know, when you're one of those people that thinks Trump's racist. I don't think he's, I don't think he's racist at all. I just think there's a, I just know there's a, a majority of black people that don't support him. Um, I think I'm, the black conservative movement right now is absolutely massive. Herman Cain is, kill, is killing it, dude. <laughs> Herman Cain is just killing it out there. Herman, Herman Cain had stage four colon cancer, dude. He fought it off for a while. Herman Cain's all right. Herman Cain, first, we, we talked fast food. We should have brought up Herman Cain. Wasn't he, the, he was the CEO of Godfathers, right? Look, I just want to pay respect real quick. Herman Cain had the greatest political campaign of all time, the 999 campaign. He took a pizza promotion and made it into his political platform. That's sheer fucking genius. He took America's thing we do best, which is fast food, and he made it into his entire Republican Party platform. Yeah. It was he's awesome. A man, he's a man that realizes that we are good at fast food. He was CEO of a popular... Uh, I've had, I don't know if I've ever had Godfathers. I may have had it. They don't have it out here. In yeah, I think it's, it's, it's forgettable. Do you, do you know many... Uh, are there many... Are, <laughs> Are there many are there many black conservatives in uh, the Phoenix area? Uh, my my best friend out here is half black, and he's uh, him what's the other wife. half? White. Yeah, we, that doesn't count. His, his dad's black, and his mom's white, and um, as the Jews say, dude, it comes from the mother. It comes yeah. from the mother. He uh, he probably. I mean, he hates his father, so he uh, but he's half black. Which one of Colin Kaepernick's parents is uh, black, do you know? Let me tell you about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with Colin Kaepernick until he started dating Yoko. I watched this guy in Nevada. He won me like 100 bucks one Yo night. Yoko? Yoko Ono? His wife is Yoko. Oh, his name, her name's Yoko? I don't know that kind I, of shit. I don't know her name. I don't know her name. But she's fucking Yoko because he was fine when he was in Nevada. And he was fine going in. All of a sudden, he starts dating, I think she's like a Black Panther or something. Oh, you're using an analogy of like Yoko Ono fucking up John Lennon's life, so they say. There you go. Okay, gotcha. All right, continue. And uh, once he started dating her, all of a sudden he became this mass political activist and doing all this stuff. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the dude before he was dating Yoko. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, we've all had women kind of ruin our lives to a certain extent. You being, you know, you're married, so your, your life's done. Dude, that's their role. That's what they've been put on earth to do. <laughs> I, the, 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 the sooner I can accept it, the sooner I'll save money on my therapist. But at this point, 
I'm uh, still going weekly. Yeah. Um, um, I know a, a lot of people, I, everyone I talk to on the golf course, you know, I think, I don't know if it's grass is greener or what have you, but every time they see me, they want to hear stories. They want to hear sex stories. They want to hear this and that. And I'm thinking like, dude, you have a beautiful home. You have a beautiful wife, two or three beautiful kids. It looks like on paper, you have the recipe for happiness down pat. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the case. You do realize though, they're just, they're just being cordial. They, they don't, they don't want to start there and brag like, dude, you have no idea how fucking great dinner was last night. Fucking sitting yeah. down my whole family. It was amazing. My kid not eating his macaroni and cheese. You should have fucking been there. That shit was hysterical. <laughs> They're not going to tell you all that stuff, dude, because it's rude. It's fucking rude. No, so they no, sit there no. and they want you to feel all great about being I, I, single. I tell them, no, tell I me tell the them. stories. I tell him, I say, listen, uh, you know, just, I was like, that's bullshit. You have a beautiful. And he's like, they all start with the same sentence. Every single one of them starts with the same sentence. It what is it? Like, Let's hear the sentence. I love my kids, but mm. that's how this, that's how it starts. I love my wife, but that's how it starts. They all start like that. And it's like, dude, it's just, they, a couple of them are like, you know, I don't know how fucking people do this. And these are people with good jobs. They, they're not, they're not really worried about their next check. They're, you know, they've got money in the bank. They've uh, beautiful wives. I've, you know, brief, I've never hung out with the kids for an extended period of time. But, you know, on paper, if you're looking from the outside, it looks very ideal, or at least that's what you were told from a young age, or that's what you saw. But, but then again, you know, I talked to my surgeon, who I worked with, a spine surgeon for over a decade, who's got a fantastic wife. He's still in love with her and kids and everything. But he's like, dude, he's like, the whole thing's bullshit. It goes against nature. He's like, it's just bullshit. He goes, my daughters are it beautiful. Go, it, go, it goes against nature, like homosexuality? What, 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 what goes against nature? It goes against nature. Like, you look, at a, look at a lion. I mean, a lion will go to a pride. If there's kids there, he kills them. If there's, you know, cubs, he kills them. He, and then he uh, gets as many of the lioness pregnant as he can, starts his own line of DNA. And uh, you know what? If he wants to move on or he's run off from that pride by another line, he goes to another and starts another pride and blah, blah, blah. But then he moves on. And it's just like, it's our kind of nature to just, especially being a dude. I mean, it's, it's almost like you want to sleep with any woman you see as hot. You don't want to disrupt. You don't want to be a homewrecker. You don't want to interrupt anybody's marriage or anything. But I, I just don't know how this gels with your, your, you know, you're a Republican on all issues. You know, you're yeah, completely. Well, except for the abortion. Abortion and now, and now apparently family values, you know, a, a core of the Republican Party you're disagreeing with. Well, I'm also a kid that um, has five marriages between my parents. But how do you, how do you follow a no. Republican doctrine if, you, you know, this is a Democrat thing, you know. The children of Bill Clinton believe in this, um, this kind of attitude. I think <laughs> I, uh, I respect it. And, and don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I'm not a homewrecker. I don't want to disrupt anybody's family. I would never sleep with I have technically slept with a couple married women, but it was like they were separated and the paperwork wasn't finalized yet on the divorce. Dude, I do not think Mike Pence would approve of his lifestyle. I, I just uh, don't. Mike Pence, I, that's a stickler though. Mike Pence is on, he's on the extreme though. He's uh He's just, well, that's the other thing too. And that's the same way I am with Judaism. Um, for instance, you're Jewish, correct? 
Are we I allowed don't know. to audience? I, 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 you know, we have a lot of listeners in, in Muslim countries, so I'd like to not talk too much about Judaism. Okay. But go ahead. I'm Jewish. What? Oh, wait, Shlomo's back? I'm here. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, we, we, only, got, we only got about two yeah. minutes left, so we're going we're to wrap it up. Give, give us your final to, thoughts here. I don't go to synagogue, whatever, but every year on Yom Kippur, I pray, I fast. I 100% I, I fast from sunset to sunset, 100%. Zero liquids go in, zero food goes in, 100%. Okay. And I pray. And guess what? I'm forgiven the whole year for being a dick. That's like, it's like Jewish confession. <laughs> Do not meet any Hasidic people because they will strongly disagree with your methods. They will, they will, they will. <laughs> I go to uh, sometimes I would go to Chabad because you don't pay to go to Chabad, but a lot of those people speak Hebrew fluently, and you're almost like an outsider if you don't speak Hebrew. Um, and the rabbi kind of looks at me dirty every fucking year, like, "Oh, here for your one hour out of the year, blah blah blah," you know, like they're there all day and shit and everything. And he gives me the dirty, condescending look, but but it is what it is, and that's uh that's the way I look at it. You do know there there's a number of uh, Jews with large asses, right? There's an entire. There's some, but they're Jewish. I, I don't like dating Jewish girls. I really don't. Mm. So that might be that might be higher than yeah, Nicole Kidman show. for you. We'll uh, save that for another show. All right, man. Well, th thank you for joining us. Our uh, all of our listeners will be have glad to met you. Um, real quick, what what's your prediction for the election before you go? What's going to happen? Uh, on election day, Trump will win big. The question big. is big. The question huh? the question is. I think the voter fraud is a little out of control in this country. And the question, and I, we, we witnessed it firsthand here in Arizona with McSally and Cinema in that rundown, where Trump will be ahead. The question is, how many votes do they have hiding the ballot harvesters ready to come in if they can get away with it? The ballot harvesters, that sounds like a movie title, Ballot Harvester. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's a fact. It's a fact. I, actually, they got caught on, oh, oh uh, what's her name? Il, Ilran Omar or Il, Ilhan Omar, whatever her name is in Minnesota. She uh -huh. got caught. Her people got caught. There's a video of it. If you go, I want to check it out on, uh, what's his name? Projectveritas.com. V-E-R-I-T-A-S. Projectveritas.com. They got a video where they had hidden cameras and okay. they caught it all. Um, so I think Trump's going to win, but my question is, it's going to go legal after that. And there's going to be all these votes that like are magically unaccounted for. And obviously they're going to be Democrat votes coming in. And the question is, is that enough to overtake the number that Trump was already at? So, so you think initially, you think initially Trump's going to win. He's going to win big time. Then the ballot harvesters are going to um, come in. And Ilan then the Omar, lawyers, okay, lawyers. And it's going to go legal, legal, legal galore, like you wouldn't believe after that. And we'll see what happens after that week. Is it possible we'll, we'll have a civil war? Do you think that could happen? I don't think you can have a civil war because really, when it comes to a civil war, Republicans ones with all the guns. I mean, you have a small amount of gangs and stuff, but the Republicans got guns. Would you shoot me, Mitch? Would you shoot me if I was protesting in the streets? I mean, if you were threatening uh, my home, like the people in Missouri, they, you know, when all those people surrounded again, you know, the couple came out with their guns. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised they didn't pop off a couple rounds. I mean, you you step on my property, I'm I'm popping off. Now you know there's a good chance you'd miss right and hit the wrong person. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I could attend that class you're talking about that you want. <laughs> all right, man. Until next Thank time. So Thank you, Shlomo. This was a pleasure. Thank you. This was so much.